This is the ICO Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the ICO Podcast. This is episode number 20. We did it. Oh my goodness. I'm Kent. And I'm Clayton. And this podcast covers all things Odessa and Foreign Family Collective. We are knee deep into this leg of the tour. The last time we talked to you, I believe, was uh, towards the beginning, right after Seattle and I think the LA shows. So it's been several weeks and now we only have really... A couple of weeks left until, believe it or not, this leg of the tour wraps up. Of course, we expect there to be more, but we don't exactly know what that will look like or when that will happen. Clayton took, what, six weeks until he actually saw the show? It took me a little bit. I was in... Embarrassing uh, is what... Uh, yeah, it yeah. was sad. Yeah. I I had my tickets to the return. I wasn't able to make it because we were moving. And that ended up taking a while. And now I finally got settled down enough. And there was a show in proximity in Cincinnati. So I drove straight after work on Thursday, two and a half hours to Cincy. And then I turned around after seeing the show. And I drove back. And I got home at like 2.30 in the morning, oh, 3 gosh. in the morning. And it was awesome, and I have no regrets. I loved it. Okay, so I saw some folks complaining in advance about this venue in Cincinnati because they did change it at some point. Did you feel like it was weird or disappointing in some way as far as the venue itself no i for me i i didn't have tickets until the day before so i it, i didn't really know any different i think i saw the venue where it would have been on the way to the new venue and i was like oh that's kind of interesting and it looks nice i mean i think it was an arena of looking place actually i think it was one of the few indoor locations mm. i don't know don't mm. quote me on that it looked i was like oh, that name's familiar i think i've seen that anyways the venue was really nice it was an all ga show so no matter when you bought tickets, as long as it was after they made that venue change, it was a GA ticket. So you can oh, go anywhere. So okay. it was an outdoor amphitheater with kind of the awning yeah. and then a lawn area. And I got there right after doors opened, right before the first act started. And I was able to get like dead center under the awning in a good seat, not too close, not too far away. I was pretty pleased with it. And if you arrived really any time before Sylvanesso you were going to have your kind of pick of wherever you wanted to wow. sit or be in the lawn. After that point, it was packed. I mean, it was. I turned around at one point, and I was actually really shocked to see how filled out the whole space was. So for me, I, I didn't mind the venue. Um, it was interesting because it's in like a – almost like an amusement park kind of thing. Oh. And so you get in and you scan your Ticketmaster ticket, and they hand you a physical ticket that just says auditorium seating or um, amphitheater seating. And then you have to show your ticket to get into the amphitheater. So I think that you can walk around that area without being at an event, but you can't get into the amphitheater without the physical ticket. So that was interesting, but that's mm. less on Odessa and more on the venue. So I have no complaints in that regard. As far as the actual show goes, absolutely loved it. I mean, it was a great time. I, I did spoil myself in advance, so I saw some things. I didn't know the whole layout, and there was quite a bit that was a surprise to me to hear. Mm. And especially in seeing, I did I did do a good job of if I heard something from the return or from a, sh a show, I tried not to watch what was on screen. I really wanted to be surprised by the visual aspect, and I was. I was not disappointed in that regard. Yep. Um, 
my biggest thought as I was watching it was how much DNA remained from the Amoana Park tour. Yeah. It's very clear how much they're really like pulling back from that era. Whereas the difference between in return and a moment apart was like colossal. Like there mm-hmm. were night and day production differences, but this one is very much taking its cues from a moment apart. And even in a couple of songs, I thought we were getting like the same set list almost in the beginning. Like they opened with behind the sun. We're going full spoilers, by the way. I'm yeah. going to spoil a lot. Well, so we're, I mean, you guys if you haven't seen the show, yeah. Like, yeah. So that, that, that's out there. But, they open with Behind the Sun, and then they go into a kind of a VIP remix of a song that was on in return. And it sounded like it was leading into the same song that it led into on the Amoana Part Tour. So, like, in a moment, at that time, my heart almost dropped. And I was like, am I getting, like, the same set in the beginning here? Yeah. But they changed it up, and, it, and then it flowed from there. Yeah, um, yeah. And one thing I did appreciate was, like, when they did play songs that were featured prominently on that last tour... They w- they didn't show the same visuals exactly. They would kind of mimic them with how they did the lighting effects. Like for Late Night, they didn't have the same video playing, but they did have some of the light work that was apparent in that last tour. So, again, I think that they were really well aware of how important A Moment Apart was for them, and they really wanted to keep that moving forward and kind of take influence from that and try doing the next big thing on top of that. And well, they succeed for me, but. Yeah, they certainly created their formula for not only the show, but what an album sounds like and how yes. it flows. Yeah. And I guess some people could complain and say that that's already been done, do something different. But also, if you know what works, then why wouldn't you follow your own model? But yeah, and I, I'm not. I wouldn't. Say, I'm not saying it to complain. It's just like. I had that thought when I listened to the album of like, wow, I can see the lineage here. Mm-hmm. I can see how this happened. And the same thing was true for the show. So it really just kind of cements it in my mind. And I'm with you. I think it's like, for me, I know how much I love that last album and I enjoy this one. And so like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those well, were like the big things. At, you know, at the return, we were all shocked by the depth of, of the catalog that they yes. reached into. I mean, I was just floored by some of the songs that we heard and some of the ones that we didn't hear. I mean, in fact, we were talking afterwards that it, in some ways it was a bit of a greatest hits plus yeah. new yeah. stuff, you know, added in, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't quite what I was expecting in yeah. the best way, but um, it just was different you know so in in fact some people going into it thought it was just going to be all new stuff no but and and i'm trying to think of other shows that i go to and it's it's just totally different because it this is clearly an album launched to support a specific album and especially in electronic music that doesn't really happen very often. No. You know, no, 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 people no. are just eternally on tour and they drop some singles here and there or maybe an album, but they're playing other people's music, they're you know all that kind of stuff. So it's just a totally different experience and I and I can't even think of the last time I've gone to a band concert. You would have more experience in that regard, but it's just I don't really have anything else to compare it to. So I guess that's maybe why I was a little surprised by the the depth I, I feel like that bands, when they do go on tour for a new album, they really do a good job p- 
pulling from a lot of different things in their lane. You don't really get artists, a lot, not a lot of bands play other people's music in their sets. Every now and then they'll do a cover of like yeah, a Queen song right. or like something big like that. Right, but, right. So they spend their whole set list playing like the top six out of 12 songs from their newest album and then the rest of it is like, and here's the greatest hits from everything else yeah, they've done. Yeah. And when I say that, I'm looking directly at Foo Fighters. Like that is how they've done every one of their concerts from like the early 2000s to now is they just like, here's a couple, here's like the best of the best from this one and here's everything else that you know you love from right. the other albums. Right. So. Yeah. I I have really appreciated that they did that for this tour. That yeah. you really do get a best of set list yeah. throughout. Like I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, I said it last time, and I know you mentioned it, but Bronson was still a surprise for me, and for it to for there to be that much of it. I am not shy in saying I think that was my favorite part of the show. Like that was the peak. Because yeah. right before those two songs came on, I was like, I'm having a great time. I kind of want an oh shit moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm feeling the need for a moment of like, give me something heavy. Like the what Loyal was in yeah, the first leg right. of A Moment Apart. I need that. And then here they come playing Tense, followed straight into Keep Moving. Yeah, yeah. And like that was it like that uh, it was aggressive and like the visuals were kind of like scary yeah to like oh. really send it home oh, oh my, my my wife was physically uncomfortable yeah at, and during um keep moving she's like i don't like this and she's like averting her eyes from the screen it <laughs> was very scary i mean especially in the right mindset that could really send you oh in some certain places but yeah I, you know i i had forgotten what tense actually sounded like in the full song so i kind of forgot that it moves into that angelic moment in the track and i like the cathedral yeah i almost thought they just added that in the live show as a paw as a we need a breather (laughs) but it really does it goes it's like so intense and heavy and scary and then you know, you're just pulled from the depths of hell into this <laughs> cathedral. Yeah, into this church for a little bit. And then we go right back into the dark side of everything. So so it's just underscored and highlighted like how badly I need to see a Bronson only set. Yeah. Yeah. Or like they play all of that and they even like play other people's stuff. Like a whole DJ set would be like Chef's Kiss, but Yeah. Um Well Sundara you know, is, you know, where know. we're all gonna get that. So I know. If it I happens gotta, again, I don't know. It better. It really I th- I mean, it's prime time. It's I know. not this coming year, but like after they do this fe- I'm predicting it's gonna be a festival run. Like they're not yeah. gonna have as many of their own tour dates, but I think they're gonna do a lot of festival stuff next year. Right. Um other other favorite moment was when they played A Moment Apart mm. because that was a song that they, they did in the intro of the last tour that I feel like for as big as it was, it didn't get a, a lot of play time or you know they didn't really do a lot with it on that tour. Yep. This one had an intro that like went on for, I thought, minutes of like just this dinging that was speeding up. And I was like, what is what, what are we doing? Yeah. And then when they played it and like there was this phenomenal just like bit of a VIP-ness to it of like they added some things throughout the end and like there was visuals to go with it that were all about the album and like it just made me feel warm inside. I was like, I love this. It it makes me happy. Yeah, it's it's funny because it's been six weeks since I've seen this show and I'm kind of 
forgetting exactly what all happened. I'm, I am uh, headed to St. Louis and Denver to see it again to refresh my memory before, yeah. you know, this leg of the tour ends. But I, don't, I guess I should look at the set list again to j- refresh my, my memory sure. on things. But I, again, I, I d- still didn't expect them to use The Last Goodbye as the encore track. That was mm-hmm. still just kind of a an odd placement for me. I get, again, like I said it in the recap, it makes sense given that it's, you know, the title, of the thematically. Song. Yeah. yeah but sense. it just surprised me that it was, you know, that far into the end. And I, I do appreciate that they, you know, played snippets of some of the songs that did not make it into the set throughout. So there were teasers of those, um, particularly at the very end when they take their bow is uh, light a of light day. of day, yeah. yeah, a teaser of some of some sorts, and that was you know that one and I can't sleep and several others. People were shocked that didn't make it in into the live show, but also they're slower tracks, so I think sure. I one thing I didn't see ever that I didn't get spoiled for me. I didn't know that they would slow it down and just break out a piano and just play it mm. like acoustic. Uh, higher ground. Oh, right. They did that, and yeah. I was—I had no idea they were, that was going to happen, and that was very nice. Yeah, really appreciated that. I was just that it brought—it made me think like, oh, they like brought something back from Sundara. Yeah, they brought that right. back to the tour for yeah. everyone. Yeah, love that. Yeah, love that. yeah. Okay. Any other um, lasting thoughts on the show itself? I need to see it again. Is my is my thought? Like, I need to get out and see it one more time. I did my best to try to take in from the lighting side, looking at the drummers, looking at what Harrison and Clayton are doing, looking at the visuals, like listening to what's being played and like catching all the little moments. But I don't think you can no. in one viewing. No. I don't think that's really possible. I think you can. it's enjoyable. You're going to have a great time. But to really, I think, get the full blast of it you need to see it a couple times yeah i mean you know i saw it three times in seattle and i still felt like i missed so many parts of that and i and i was talking about that with some folks that i went to the show with who just went one night and they were trying to digest it afterwards of saying i feel like i just missed so much you know there was there's just so much to take in and process and enjoy that you just walk away feeling like I need to immediately see that again in order to fully know what I just saw. I had, I did catch one and I don't, I want to see if you caught it. I don't know if it was in the very beginning or during the Amoan apart song, but the visuals were, it was a spaceship going through like a black hole. And for a moment there was a shot in the interior of the spaceship and on the control panel, there were some visuals and like some shapes and stuff that were pulled directly from their visuals for the locomotion oh. uh, song on no, the tour. So like I... it was all of the like old timey like fifties style dancing oh. and like quick jumps, and they had some of the like spectrographs that were played throughout that video. And I was like, "Good callback." Mm, no, I, I see you. Definitely miss that. If yeah. if it was there yeah. for the return, I definitely didn't see that. There was a moment in the show where it almost sounds like. 
they're going to transition into locomotion. In fact, people around yeah. me started to get like kind of freak out a little bit. They're like, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna do it, and then they don't. And and I don't. I, maybe that's intentional, just to mess with us, or maybe it just so. happens to be such a similar beat. I don't know. But that was such a divisive track in the set list i loved it oh i it was my jam as a kid you know there is existing video footage of me just rocking out to that song in multiple locations as a kid but um yeah but it is not in the set list for this one one more thing to point out as we were walking up um i i told my wife kelsey i said are you like excited to see some of the best production that you've ever seen in a concert. Like, are you prepared for that? She's like, she literally scoffed was like, Uh okay, like, okay, okay, Clayton, whatever. And then as we were leaving, I was like, so what'd you think? And she's like, you you were right about the production. Like it was really, really good. (laughs) Like she, she came away just very uh, surprised by that. I know. I, I, I know. I say that often that it's some of the best in the business. And I just, Sometimes think maybe it's just my biased view of things, and other people will say, "Oh no, you know, I know way better over her." But it's nice to hear from an outsider perspective in that uh, in that sense. And she was a good sport because you know, again, we drove two and a half hours on a night before she had classes, right? And I kind of was like, "We're going to the show, yeah." Deal with it. Get, get, deal with yeah. it. Yeah. And she she came away like, no, it was good. I enjoyed myself. So it was good. Great. <laughs> Reluctantly. It was good. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So tons of other things have happened throughout the tour that we'll try to recap. Um, the first is kind of a sad one in that they had to cancel the Montreal show due to unforeseen circumstances. And there's all sorts of speculation on what happened with that show, whether it was low ticket sales or, uh, you know, something just went wrong with the venue or that it was a COVID hold, which that was my initial reaction. But then that doesn't make sense at all because they had shows in between when they announced it wasn't happening and that show. In my mind, I Mm. thought, oh, maybe this is a five-day covid break or something like that but that doesn't work at all so i don't know we'll never really know i did see a lot of people who had really sad stories that that was the only date that worked for them and people were flying in from all these different locations and they were going to meet at the montreal show and then it didn't happen and they were still going to go anyway because they had non-refundable tickets and all that kind of stuff so that would be such a huge Bummer. I mean, fortunately, Canada s- does still have several other tour stops, um, but Canada is also a, a very large place, so it's not yes. like that uh, helps that much. But hopefully, in a future leg of the tour, they will be able to make up that show. Um, we were talking about Bronson, and they actually did a Bronson set. They did it in New York at one of the after parties, which Golden Features has been headlining the majority of these after parties. So everybody speculated that this would happen. However, Harrison and Clayton have not been going to really any of the after parties, uh, which we believe is due to COVID concerns. Just, you know, they're in smaller venues and the less amount of exposure, the better, which I also wondered, okay, that's supposedly the reason for that. And yet they're still doing meet and greets with Mm -hmm. people before the shows. 
However, I did find out that they are doing COVID tests for everyone participating in the meet and greets. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. if you are, if you have a meet and greet, you have to go early, do the rapid test, wait for the results before you're able to actually do that. So that at least makes more sense there. Um, but they did it in New York City. So the three of them, Golden Features plus Odessa, first show ever together as Bronson. Um, I didn't really hear much more about it as far as what the set list was like or anything like that. I saw a few videos. But Everyone's too scared. There's like still recovering probably. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. I mean, that, that's going to be the show that you're, you end up hiding in a corner <laughs> afraid to turn around and look at the screen because you never know what you're going to see next. Uh, but hopefully maybe we'll see that again on another tour stop. I don't know. We're, we're getting towards the end here. So there's only a few more options. St. Louis is pretty cool. If you guys want to just right. pop into a bar somewhere yeah. and do a set, go for it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe just in the parking lot, just a nice renegade festival style set, you know, in the perfect. RV village. I'll bring my RV. You guys can do it on top of there. It'll be perfect. <laughs> uh, also in New York, they did a really unique and seems like a very last minute art pop up show called Echoes. It was one night only. That was curated by Foreign Family and Victor Mosquera. And they had several different artists who have been part of Foreign Family and Odessa uh, world for many years who were showcasing art of many types, not necessarily just related to this tour or anything else, FFC-wise. Uh, uh, so it sounded like that was a success. And they did say in a recap that they were already cooking up ideas for the Denver pop-up show, which will be the last one that takes place. Um, And merch is now available online, at least the majority of merch that's available at the tour stops. There are still some that are only sold on site. Um, And I saw some folks who are maybe a little frustrated with that because they waited in line for hours for the Seattle pop-up or others because they thought they could only get it in, you know, at that place. And so they were, you know, a little sour about that, but I, which I get, I can respect that, but I understand that. I, cause I, I definitely thought that some of the, from what I've seen, some of the pop-up shops could have had more, exclusive unique stuff things unique yeah. things so i i kind of agree with that one yeah. a little bit i'm but. i'm still missing the city specific tour merch yeah even yeah, just yeah. a poster that has or e- i'm still surprised they didn't do it specifically for the return but even for some of these other larger tour you know multi-day tour stops i'm just surprised there's not something like that um so we'll have to keep our eyes peeled for the denver show to see uh, what might happen there. Um, in other news, as far as little things that have been released, they released some incredible drone footage several weeks ago from the Seattle oh show. Like, I, I just don't even know how you fly a drone so seamlessly from the exterior to the interior. It's just incredible. So props to the pilot and team who are editing this stuff together. Clayton is a drone pilot, so he can yeah. appreciate that even more. 
I mean, FPV drones, man, like they are just the coolest thing in in tech right now. Yeah. Like, there's if you're an artist and you use an FPV drone, you are. I'm a big fan, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah, it in Seattle they had basically different video approaches each night. So the first night they were using that drone, and the second night they were essentially using a, the camera that you see at NFL games that are on cables. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And then the third night, I'm not sure that they had anything other than their stationary cams that they were using for iMag on the screens. But, um, yeah, so we finally got to see that footage released. Other videos that came out were a making of The Last Goodbye with Betty LeVette video, which was just incredible. I was totally blown away by that story. The fact that we actually got to hear more of the background story Mm -hmm. and video of them just sitting in this mountain retreat house, tossing ideas back and forth. And for one of them to just say, hey, I've got this sample. What do you think? And it's that song from Betty LeVette. Uh. And they're they're just bobbing their head to it. And then they just call Betty and say, hey, we want to do this. Like the whole... uh, I could watch that video over and over and over and I want more of that kind of stuff. Like that is what the people need. And want. if we're going to, if we're following the, the story of a moment apart and how they did that album, we can expect like a couple more of those. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, ideally we'll get, I want a, like three more yeah. you know, at least if not more, but yeah, so good. Hoping. I need to go back and watch that one actually. Um, they also released, and I have not gotten a chance to listen to this, but they released a special edit of Light of Day on the Calm app. So if you are a subscriber, then you get access to that. Um, I need to find somebody's login to be able to get a, a <laughs> listen of that, but I haven't had a chance yet. Uh, let's see what else has happened. There, there's been quite a bit of really great behind the scenes footage that's popped up on Instagram. If you follow some of the other people that are on tour with them. So whether that is some of the other artists that are performing that, you know, openers for the show, but also members of the drum line are actively yeah. posting, uh, the brass players, are actively posting uh, pretty much during, you know, every tour stop. So it's just uh, Naomi's posting quite a bit during every tour stop. So it's just really interesting perspectives um, to see not only how they spend their time, you know, before the and during and after the show, but in their off time as well as they're exploring foods in various cities or working out at the hotel gym or... Uh, doing random pop-up jam sessions with other artists in whatever cities there are. So that's super cool if you can if you can find those, mostly on Instagram. Um, and then in September, apparently we celebrate all the other anniversaries for Odessa, including the 10-year anniversary of Summer's Gone, which was on September 5th. And to commemorate that, they released an anniversary edition vinyl and a remaster of the original album featuring all new package artwork. So yet another piece of vinyl that all you collectors can get Add it to the pile. Your hands Add it to on. the crate. Yeah, there's a lot of it now. And then on uh, September 9th is or was the five-year anniversary of A Moment Apart and the eight-year anniversary of 
in return. So everything happens in September for Odessa except for the last goodbye, which is July. <laughs> Left out in the cold. Yeah. So I think those are the most important things that I have seen pop up in the last few weeks since the tour started and since we I, talked last. I think it's worth pointing out that we did have a new round of Apple products released, mm-hmm. and they did not feature yeah. Odessa. I, okay. was ex- I was waiting. Yeah. I was like, are they going to play something yeah. for the album? Yeah. They didn't. Yeah, which didn't. song are they going to pick for this <laughs> Apple release? Because they did use The Last Goodbye for something. For the uh, MacBook Air, yeah. and then, of course, they used Loyal yeah. for like the iPhone 12 or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I did watch the entire hour and a half Apple announcement for that reason, expecting that <laughs> something would be there, but it wasn't. Not this time. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know who they made a connection with to get their music on so many <laughs> Apple marketing pieces, but whoever that connection is, is is a good one. So congrats. Yeah, keep it up. To them. I do enjoy that they released a second version of the tour poster. It's like almost kind of abstract art I don't, I don't know how to explain it but the it's good just know that it's nice yeah so there's a their second version came out maybe there will be even a third or something like that but it's uh very colorful and you can again you can buy that at the show or online now on their store um anything else you can think of no i think that was it okay so just what three weeks left of this tour big stops in denver and then they wrap everything up in San Francisco, I believe, or the Bay Area. The Bay Area. On yeah. October 1st. And hopefully we'll see some other surprises along the way. Who I don't know what that would be. I'm still waiting for maybe a <laughs> couple more special guests to come out during the show. We're waiting for Betty LeVette I to know. come on stage and do the song. If, if it would have been somewhere, it would have been on one of those Northeast stops. And it wasn't, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Gosh. But they are changing up uh, their openers. There's kind of a whole new crew that's moved in for those, so that that keeps it fresh. Uh, what did you What did you think of Sylvan S.O.? That was all right. Yeah, I'm not going to say that I would go to a Sylvan S.O. show again. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I, you know... It reminded me of like artists that I would see at uh, Bonnaroo, yeah, yeah, during the day, sort of thing. Yeah. I they were fine. I did, I did not like it. There was definitely some songs that I liked more than others as yeah. they picked up the pace a bit. Yeah. I think that my problem was that as my excitement grew of like, oh my god, I'm seeing Odessa in 45 right. minutes. They were playing like music that makes me want to go to sleep. Yeah, which I like that. I was just, I do like that music. Yeah, but it just wasn't matching where I was in my head. I so. Know. It was a little bit of a disconnect, but I don't think that they're a bad band. I just didn't in that moment. I was like, eh, yeah, that was the thing. It was just a little, a little sleepy for me as well. Um, but I have seen some people have very different perspectives on that, and maybe we can share that in another future for sure episode for sure. So I think that does it for episode number twenty of the ICO. You can go back and listen to any of our prior episodes. Uh, over at theicopod.com or just search for the Ico Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including an interview with Betty Lavette. And we also track this entire album and tour release dating back to February. 
So, all if you want to relive it, or if you want to know what it was like in those days of first announcing stuff and hearing it was coming out, the excitement out. and the panic, and <laughs> a lot of panic. everything else, you can go back and listen to all those. I'm Kent, and I'm Clayton. We'll catch you next time.